Buff Nation. Let's go Friday, baby. Friday vibes here at the DMVR bar. We are DMVR Buffs Primetime presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 36 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwann. It's RKC next to me. I had Illegal Pete's today. I got back on the grind. There you go. There you go. Way to get back on the wagon. Yeah, it was great. Beautiful weather out there. Me and Mitch sat on the patio, ate lunch. No way. Yeah. It's patio season? Patio season. We're back, I not mark that on my calendar. Yep. Well, I love patio season. Now you know. Drinking on a patio or like a balcony? Rooftop? a balcony. Rooftop? The top level of drinking, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Up there with like golf course beer. like Ooh, golf course beer is strong. Yeah. Golf course zen. There you go. <laughs> now we're talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's up, chat? Everyone's here. Charles is here. DCB's here. Travis is here. Good to see you guys. Um, we'll be breaking down what we learned from talking to Coach Harrell and Charlie Offered all today. We have a visit from yesterday. Um, we had some buff legends back at practice today, and then we'll be doing a little activity stock up for the first week of spring ball after that. But we start with today, uh, Coach Gary Harrell was made available to the media we spoke to him for about 10 minutes um so really quick go ahead um the nuggets used to have a player named gary harris of mm -hmm. course and everyone called him garris just mash them together Garrel. so every time i hear gary harrell my brain so badly wants to say Garrel. <laughs> just call him flea but flea works <laughs> much better <laughs> um whenever you're ready Alyssa, let's throw up the first clip uh i asked gary harrell just what it's like working with Sean Lewis in this offense if he's been a part of any offenses that are this fast before? Um, it's really not complicated. It's, 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 it's to the point where you don't want to be um, one of the simplicity so you can play fast. Um, so we try to make sure we have plays that we rep every day. But the plays that we have is effective where it's conducive when we're trying to get done as far as the guys in the box. So it's going to be a good play majority of the time. If the quarterback makes the right read, it's going to put us in a better situation to have success. And I had an opportunity to work with uh, Lane Kiffin and Kendall Browns. Kendall Browns, Sean Lewis got from that same tree, so I was able to get um, adapted to the terminology and the fast tempo. You know, at, at FAU, the first two years, we, we had the same tempo. We, we, we kill guys. You defeat the defense by playing fast. You defeat the defense, what we're doing now. The way we practice is conditioning. So if we're able to play fast, we're going to be well conditioned. Uh, we're going to wear down the defense and as the game go on and on. We just got to make sure, and, and Sean Lewis always said best, control the controllables. If we do that, don't beat ourselves, then we'll have success this week. Gary Harrell's used to going fast. Coach with, uh, he mentioned Kendall Bryles, and then, of course, Lane Kiffin when he's at FAU, and Lane Kiffin really likes to go fast, too. And Coach Flea himself is fast. Yes. Or at least was, but I, I'm going to give him is. Mm -hmm. um, MC mentioned it. A couple of things we learned from today from Coach Harrell. Uh, Deion Smith apparently got injured on Wednesday, so he was kind of limited today. He's got spring break, of course, coming yep. this next week. And then uh, Charlie Offerdahl, who we'll show sound from a bit later on, apparently had a massive run right through the middle of the defense. Charlie Offerdahl most certainly does not look the part. Um, but he's one of those guys where he kind of just made the most of every opportunity he had. And I don't know, like he's a walk-on. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be here. It's not like they need to get the scholarship. And it goes all the way back to the spring game last season when it was just like, man, this offered all guy, like, oh, he's one of those yep. spring game all-stars, which every year there's like some guy that no one's ever heard of 
who has a nice spring game. Then he actually got playing time, and I don't know if you have the stats, but felt like he averaged a decent clip per carry. Yeah, so last year, I mean, it's it felt like he played better than his numbers actually were. Okay. Um, only had 150 rushing yards on 37 carries. Had two receptions for 47 yards, though. So what's the yards per carry on that? Um, I mean, you're testing my math skills here, man. <laughs> I don't know. Over four. I think it is. Um, but he did have 55 rushing yards against Minnesota um, in the non-conference game. That's the most third most ever by a CU walk-on in a single game. Um, he's kind of got some little, like, Philip Lindsay-ish. Like, he's really small, but he's got speed when he gets out in space. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if he factors in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of those guys that I think pushes the room just one of like you have to have good walk-ons yep um when you're a football program and he is probably the best Mm -hmm. um and then right after that coach harrell was asked about how this upcoming spring break is kind of affecting everything and how he expects the players to kind of come back the week after with the week off whenever you're ready Alyssa. yes absolutely that's the message as far as don't lose what we poured into you especially from the assignment part you know, we try to make sure in that room with uh, Coach Hagan, who does a great job for me, Coach Cordell. Um, you know, we have three guys in my room where I'm able to help do other things, and they also help teach the game in the running back room. But we try to make sure we have rules. We try to make sure we have things that they can remember to play fast to help them out to have success. So we want to make sure that we had four, four practices, three installs. Make sure you continue. Uh, first and foremost, stay safe. You know, don't go with anything that's going to be detrimental to yourself in the program. But just stay in your playbook, you know, and Coach Prime put some things on them where they have to work at least three to four days throughout the week and send that video in. So we always monitor them and try to encourage them to do different things to stay in shape because that first day on Monday, trust and believe, it's going to be something special for them when they get back. <laughs> Coach Harold and Coach Prime got these guys locked in, though. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Yeah. I, I, I had a bit of a hard time hearing that one, so. You might have to uh, surmise it for me. Um, so he was just talking about, I mean, he Summarize expects guys it. to be locked in. Um, he's not expecting a drop-off. Um, you know, a little bit of coach speak, but just, I think, maybe trying to maybe talk things into existence that maybe these guys do take this break seriously. We come back and we're able to hit full cylinder again. Um, would it be a week and a half from now when we're actually back on the football field? So, Dude, if I was on this team right now, Especially if I was one of the Colorado, like the returning players, I would go absolutely nowhere for spring break. Mm-hmm. I would spend every day of spring break in the facility um, and make sure that the right people knew that I was spending every day of spring break in the facility. Um, I know that's easier said than done when all of your friends are going to Cancun or whatever. Right. But if you're trying to earn respect, like, the guys who come back from spring break next week and look like they uh, were drink, uh, drinking and eating all week are going to lose a lot mm-hmm. from Coach Prime. Coach Prime sees everything, and he recognizes everything, and he's also been there, done that with a lot of this stuff. Um, he'll know if you're coming back looking a little slow-footed next week. If, if they're smart, they will make sure they are working. Yep. I think we kind of talked about this yesterday, but this is really like the first big test for this team. Like, show how dedicated you are and don't slack off this spring break. Stay in the lab, stay in the weight room, keep grinding and trying to uh, improve your game. And it'll be pretty evident, I think, when uh, we get back. The coaches will tell us, I think, just the vibe of the team and if everyone, if they felt everyone 
was doing what they needed to do over break. Last clip, uh, I asked Coach Harrell about the backs from last year, um, Deion Smith, Hankerson, Stacks, offered all, and just how they've kind of dealt with the change and bought into his coaching and all the other all the other changes that have been going on at CU. I see the buy-in. You know, I see the buy-in that everything that we're trying to get accomplished. You know, I see the carryover from, you know, you know, not having success that they want to have. And, you know, these guys want to win. You know, we as a coach, we got to show them how to win. We got to make sure that we set the example, that we get along together as coaches and that we come with our best every day. In our meetings, make sure the meetings are prepared when they come in and just teach from that standpoint. So everything that's in the meeting has to carry over to the field. And if you're a coach, like I said, I have a great coach with Coach Hagee and Coach Cordell. You know, we're able to, with our experience, show them on film, get the buy-in, and then when they go to the field, they see everything that we're coaching them to do, and they're getting better than improving, and, and that gets the buy-in. As long as the coach, you build that trust, um, you show them that you care about them, and then you coach them hard, that's when you're able to get the results that you want. So there he is, saying that uh, these players are buying in, you know, having Coach Hagen. He talked quite a bit about Coach Hagen today, but just how, how, how having him has been helping with the transition, I guess, because he obviously knows these kids from last year. Um, but it also helps him be able to coach them harder because they're kind of used to at least Coach Hagen so far, and it's been a more so of a natural transition for them. Yeah, I noticed some uh, similarities between Coach Hagen and Coach Flea. Uh, and so I, I wouldn't be surprised if those two are uh, mm -hmm. are hitting it off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we talked to Charlie Offerdahl today. Um, he was quick today. We only got it was like four and a half minutes of availability with him. He was speaking quick. Uh, so these are three questions, uh, all in a matter of like thirty seconds that he answered. Whenever you're ready, Alyssa. Yeah, I mean it's good. I love it. Um, Coach Hagan has been a big role model for me um, in my time here. I'm in previous. I mean, it's good. We love it. I mean, I like it a lot, personally. Um, fast tempo, that's for sure. Um, and I think we'll definitely be able to catch a couple defenses uh, slipping, which would be good. Uh, he's awesome. Um, great guy, great football player, high IQ. Um, once again, just a blessing. Um, I, think, I thank God every day. Yeah, thank you. All right, so breaking that down. First question was asked what it's like having Coach Hagan uh, back in the fold. I'm dying, bro. <laughs> Second question, what it's like playing in Sean Lewis's offense. And then third, what it's like playing next to Shador. Um, obviously, he's got a relationship with Coach Hagan. Very happy to have him back uh, on Sean Lewis's offense. Mentioned how quick it was, how quick practice has been. And then with Shador, just mentioned his football IQ and just how great of a leader and teammate he is for everyone there. It's not always easy for the people whose job it is to bring players to the podium to get players to go. But Charlie offered all being a man of few words and also getting the call on the first week of spring ball is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but kind of cool to see just like I said, his rise from unknown walk on Colorado mm -hmm. kid to, you know, getting some love even from coach fleet. Yep. Um, so he's impressed early on. We already mentioned he had that big run today at practice. So, we talked about it earlier in the week. You know, this running back room seems just a little bit more crowded than maybe we initially thought, but Charlie Offerdahl's already starting to kind of carve out a role, and he's just one of those guys. I mean, lunch pail type of guy. I mean, he was that last year, and it seems like he's bringing that same mentality this year. He's not going to go down without a fight. What do you think of the stash? Uh, <laughs> I like it. Strong. I do like it. Yeah. Strong move. Yeah, it is a strong move. <laughs> uh, so yesterday, 
we had a pretty notable visitor. I'm pretty sure he tweeted this out uh, just when we stopped going live. But Carter Nelson, 2024 four-star, 247 composite, tight end. 156th player overall, ninth tight end overall. Only 6'4", 205, Ryan, from Ainsworth, uh, Nebraska. Any, right? Mm-hmm. So 27-plus offers, Bama, Georgia, Auburn, um, Michigan's in there, Notre Dame. And then it's not listing CU, but he was visiting yesterday, so I'm assuming he's had some initial talks at least about an offer or something. Yeah, midweek. Uh, didn't he say it was an unofficial visit? I think yeah, he did unofficial. Yep. Midweek unofficial visit, so maybe, I don't know, maybe his family is traveling to Colorado for spring break, mm-hmm. uh, and that was one of those things. But not to say that the Buffs wouldn't want him. Right. Legit prospect. Uh, definitely needs to beef up a little bit, but don't they all at, at whatever, you know, 17 years old? So on his 247 sports profile, his comparison is Noah Fant. How about that? Wow. <laughs> only, at only 6'4", 205, which is, uh, yeah. So Noah Fant was like 6'5", 250, yep. and ran a 4'5", 40. Mm-hmm. So that's an impressive comp. Ran 11, 11 second, 0.05, 100 meter dash. That's pretty impressive for a guy that's that big, though. Mm-hmm. 6'4", 200. Um, so he's at least receiving some interest. Sure, Brew is uh, doing his best to recruit him. We had a poll yesterday on Twitter. We asked the people. This has been a hot, hot topic. It's that probably we've the, about. the topic of the spring. Yes, has been Travis Hunter, where he's going to play the most in terms of cornerback or wide receiver this upcoming season. I put it out there for the people. Whenever you're ready, Alyssa, go ahead and throw that tweet up. Uh, the results were pretty, pretty clear. They're expecting him to play mostly cornerback. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think most people I've talked to were surprised that you and I think that it might go the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we both still think it'll be close. But I think we're – I mean, I now know we're certainly in the uh, minority mm-hmm. when it comes to this conversation. Um, that being said, the fact that – what is it, 35 yeah, basically 35-65. The fact that 35% thought maybe wide receiver means that they're seeing what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, this is one of the – it's going to be a fun thing to follow, like week one against TCU, just charting how many snaps he's playing on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still think it's going to be wide receiver. Uh, we'll wait and see, though. I mean, Sean Lewis, going back to the clip from yesterday – thinks that the wide receiver is the most important position outside of the cornerback quarterback in his offense. Travis Hunter is probably your best athlete. May as well play him at receiver at a one of the most important positions on the field for this team. Yep. Like I said, with Adam, I think Cormani ends up making a big impact on what this percentage actually shakes out to be for Travis. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he's a beast, and you can go Cormani and Nico, and Travis coming in on big passing downs. Yep. I think you can get away with it. Uh, Wayne says 250 likes and I'll ride Ralphie out for homecoming. That'd be uh <laughs> I'm shocked that in the history of Colorado, as far as I know, there's never been an attempt to ride Ralphie. Yeah. <laughs> like you just sort of thought they were like, that would have been the lot in my opinion, like the next step 
that right. a bunch of college kids who decided to run with a buffalo in the first place mm-hmm. would have been like, all right, next up, we got to get one, <laughs> one of us on there. But maybe it's like a respect thing for Ralphie. Like, you don't ride a buffalo. Right. You run with a buffalo. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the first person to attempt to ride Ralphie is probably not allowed within like a 15-mile radius of CU. <laughs> so true. So true. I love when we were going into the merch room and Darius said, this is where they keep Ralphie. Yeah. <laughs> It may as well be that secret location. No one yep. ever really sees the merch cave. Nope. I think that's like an exclusive. First time anyone has ever seen that on camera. Yep. Um, okay. Also today at practice, had a couple of CU legends hanging out. Yes, sir. Philip Lindsay and Daniel Graham. Bracket practice. There's a short video put out on CU Buffs uh, football Twitter account. Them just saying, what's up? Hate a Buff Nation. Go Buffs. But. So funny because Philip Lindsay was an elite leader and motivator i mean just one of those guys on the sideline you see him like smacking dudes helmets mm-hmm. and just anything to do to get fire, guys fired up but if you just like stick a camera in his face and then like talk he's just like hey guy like, yeah you know he was like kind of normal chill dude which is so funny um but phil Lindsay is just one of my favorites of all time legitimately one of my favorite buffs of all time uh he was obviously a big part of that season and the rise there's the famous uh, Gus Johnson call when he had yes. his touchdown run against Washington State. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. <laughs> this is like so electric. Um, but also had like a crazy, like I want to say a 300 yard rushing game mm-hmm. or like a 285 or something. Uh, one year against Arizona. Um, but just, we say this word a lot dog. He might be the most. Yep, he had it, man. Just absolute dog, undersized, uh, came into school with a torn ACL. He actually ran for 145 yards on that torn ACL before he realized it was torn uh, in high school. Um, Came in so small, you know, and just fought and fought and fought for every rep. Was a big part of that rise season. The next season, he was the offense uh, and then, of course, ends up on the Broncos undrafted, which he deserved to be drafted, but then, you know, makes the team, ends up becoming the starting running back, first ever undrafted free agent uh, to run for a 1,000 yards as a rookie. Just undeniable kid. Uh, and on top of it, first ever athlete to do uh, a T-shirt deal with DNVR. Mm, that's right. Um, so to me, he's, like, plated in gold. Yeah, man. I, I know more of Philip Lindsay, the Denver Bronco, than the buff. But all of what you just said fit in when he was a Bronco. I mean, just a dog, was undersized, but man, you could tell the passion he played with, how much he loved his teammates, how much his teammates loved him. Um, he was just a lot of fun. It's a shame that that kind of fizzled out in Denver because it really was only those two years. Yeah, it was kind of weird where, um, what's his face? Pat Shermer didn't like him. Mm. And he got phased out for Melvin Fumbles Gordon. We don't have to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked a lot about Daniel Graham, though, when we talked about uh, 62 to 36. Um, that was just an amazing showing from him. He completely dominated them that day. I mean, the entire Buffalo's football team dominated Nebraska that day. Oh, yeah. But he was one of the headliners and is an all-timer. Yeah, Dan Graham won the Mackey Award for best tight end in the country. Um, so... You know, everyone talks about the 90s, of course, when they think of Colorado's football tradition. Mm -hmm. But there was a strong period there in the early 2000s 
Dan Graham is one of the best in terms of not just how good he was at CU, the accolades that he gathered, uh, but also NFL career. Dude was in the NFL for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple championships with the, ch- with the Patriots. Uh, came back home, played for the Broncos for a minute. So uh, another one of just like... Watch, having that dude on your team is crazy when you... This is not a, a dig at Brady Russell. But like thinking about the type of tight end that the Buffs had in those days, right. like Daniel Graham compared to, to Brady Russell, and just in terms of size. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel Graham is like a, a monster. Yep. Uh, it's just like, it's kind of crazy to think about. And, you know, those teams were putting multiple offensive linemen in the NFL. Chris Brown and Bobby Purify both made it to the NFL. Obviously, Dan Graham, they're just like road grading people all the way down the field. Yep. Um, we're going to shift and talk about which players we think increased their stock over the first week of spring football. But first, a word from Breckenridge Brewery. <laughs> Uh, I plan on crushing a few Breck beers here when we're watching the women's team at 5.30, taking on Caitlin Clark in Iowa. Yeah, tonight's going to be a, a banger. I already have a feeling. Yeah, I heard a lot of people are coming down. Yes. So uh, if you're listening right now and you were thinking about it, you may want to make plans and get here a little bit early. Um, but anyways, you can check out the beer locator for Breckenridge Brewery at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Get yourself a Mountain Beach Sour, Mile High City, Golden Nail, all their great beers there. And then shout out to Fobo Fubo, sorry, TV. Let's go. Fubo TV has a new over, partner, baby. Yes, new partner. Over 140 live channels, sports shows, movies, and news. Right now, uh, they are the best place to watch college hockey. The NCAA tournament on ESPN2, ESPN News, and ESPNU. Uh, the Frozen Four is running through April 6th through 8th. Fubo is the place to watch that. You can also catch all the Nuggets games, all the Avs games on Altitude Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Shout out to those guys. Fubo is sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had it all season since the since the Nuggets and Avs came on there. Yep. And for those of you who don't know, I think we've talked about it a few times, but you can't watch the Nuggets and Avs on regular cable here. Um, so we've had to go down different roads, and having Fubo has been like amazing. It's been revolutionary. Um, I've, I've told people this before. The user interface takes like a second to get used to, mm-hmm. just different than what you're used to. And now I have it down. I'm like yep. scrolling all, you know, back and forth between the March Madness games yep. nice and quick. So huge fan of Fubo and uh, always huge when you guys can support these new places who have decided to support us. Yep. Um, that's where I watch all the Nuggets games that I can find now because, well, as you mentioned, can't yep. really find them anywhere else. All right, Alyssa, let's do stock up for the first week of spring ball. We're going to do three players each. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I got to take my, my guy. I think there I might. Go. Next time we do the my guy draft, he's making it on my team. It's All Cam right. Silman Craig. Um, I'm fired up about him. Fired up. And I think it's one of those things where I wasn't fired up enough about him originally mm-hmm. so now i get to like jump up and after seeing him go for you know a practice and just talking to people around um he like you know we knew shador was amazing we knew travis was amazing i think he might end up being one of the one of the ones that becomes a fan favorite for colorado i know J- the jsu people from the from the jump were telling us cam's a dog cam's a dog mm-hmm. and we saw that firsthand and so uh, he's number one for me number one cam Cam someone craig 
S I L M O N dash Craig. I'm going to go with another new player for my first. So I'm going to go with Savion Washington. Um, I think we all knew that this guy was going to have a pretty big impact on this team. And it was an offensive line that kind of struggled at tackle last year. You bring in him, he's massive, uh, a road grader, knows Sean Lewis's offense. But I just feel like seeing him in person and us and everyone else in the media kind of going in and just mentioning how massive he actually looks on the field. Um, it made it feel a lot more real and just like, wow, we actually have like an impact player here at right tackle now. Uh, that side of the line is just completely solidified because of him. Savion Washington, Alyssa, S-A-V-I-O-N, Washington. Who do you got next, Ryan? Hmm, and, and just so everyone knows, this is stock up, not just who's the best players. Right. Um, so who has, you know, jumped out, I guess, to us. Uh, during this time um but this one for me i've been kind of climbing on him more and more and uh it's jimmy horn mm -hmm. uh seeing him in person seeing the burst he he was a little smaller in person than than he looks on camera mm -hmm. but the burst was as advertised if not more uh and just knowing what this offense entails uh, there's going to be a whole chapter of the playbook that's just get the ball to jimmy horn and let him cook uh so he's way up for me i'm gonna match your speed with dylan edwards nice um i mean obviously we knew this guy was just a rare high school player i mean the way he just ran through defenses with ease but just seeing him finally you know in buffs colors in black and gold and then running behind that offensive line and that speed is still translating i think that was just huge to see and it proves that he is definitely going to have a role as a freshman, and they're going to try to get the ball in his hands, I'm assuming, quite often. I mean, at least five to ten touches a game. You have to. Yep. I think Dill is going to have to learn um, when to bounce it out and when to cut it up. And as soon as he gets that, mm -hmm. it's game over. Yep. Uh, Coach Harrell actually talked about that today. Just uh, Dylan Edwards, what he's trying to learn is – just maybe slowing down, like in terms of processing, to make the right read, hit the right hole, or you know, make the right cutback, whatever it is, because a lot of it is just him, you know, full speed ahead, just trying to get the yeah. corner and get. Well, uh, and when you're that fast in high school, yes, it's not your fault, but you just know there's daylight around the corner yes. at all times. Yeah, you, you um, need to get used to the speed of everyone else. Right, right, exactly. So you know, when you come up to this level, it's a little more vision based. And I have full con full conviction that he's going to be able to do that because you, that stuff shows up in his tape too. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not uh, I'm not trying to knock on him at all. I'm just saying like that's the one thing. As soon as he gets that vision, yep. Good night. One hundred percent. We'll see him probably use pretty often as a receiver too. We saw a lot of receivers kind of split out. Maybe it was just like they were practicing empty, but we saw it at Sean Lewis's offense at Kent State. I mean, they go so fast and they do multiple formations out of the same personnel sets. So we will see some running backs split out wide, at least in the slot or something, catching passes too. <laughs> I knew someone was going to get me for that. Um, hat tip to you, Pete. Um, <laughs> your last guy. I'm, a, I'm changing up on what I said to you before the show. Okay. So hopefully I don't steal your third one here. All right. I'm going to match your offensive lineman with Tyler Brown. Mm, let's go. Tyler Brown's stock has been consistently rising from the second that he set foot on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
you can tell that his teammates love him. You can tell that, you know, Bucky, Darius, and Neely love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that his coach loves him in terms of Bill O'Boyle. I think Coach Prime loves him. And he, maybe of anyone, looks to me like he's working the hardest. Oh, yeah. Um, just undeniable work ethic. And every time they show him in the gym, his light gray shirt is dark gray uh, because he is just going crazy trying to get himself in physical shape and ready for this offense that requires a lot. And, you know, you, uh, um, Neely posted a video today with uh, with Coach O'Boyle inside his meeting room, and he was just saying, like, essentially, like, if you guys are fat, you're going to be screwed in this offense. Yep. Like, you all need to slim down mm-hmm. and get ready because the f- he was saying, like, the first day of fall camp, we're probably going to run – 12 to a 16 play drive out in summer sun uh and you guys better be ready for it yep tyler brown i guarantee you he will be ready for it yeah just going back to what you said it looks like he's working the hardest but it's like easy for him you see other he's guys like, like smiling and yeah having fun, he's yeah. smiling he's like it's light work it's light work everyone else is you know kind of hands on the knees you know a bit gassed but he is he's used to this and Another thing that you mentioned, just a leader, this is a guy who's obviously been with Coach Prime for a while. He already gets it. He's going to be a guy I think a lot of like players that were on CU the year before kind of look up to, I think. And I think people who watch the show, just a side note here, I think people who watch the show every day know this, but we're not saying Travis Hunter is going to switch to offense 100%. Thank you. Uh, we're saying that tra- we, we're starting to see a transition to more offense for Travis Hunter. And Coach Prime said it himself. We've mentioned this before. Travis Hunter loves playing wide receiver. He has also mentioned that he's such a natural at corner. He's playing both. We know yes. that. It's all about how much of each. Thank you. Anyways. Um, last guy, my dude. I'm going Deion Smith. Um, just seeing him working in early in the rotation when we saw practice on Wednesday, that was huge for me. Uh, I feel like I've been saying it since Coach Prime was hired in December. You know, guys like Deion Smith, and I keep saying his name for a reason because he's going to factor into this football team. Uh, last season, a lot of things went wrong last season, uh, especially for Dion. was dealing with some injuries, had this scary moment at Cal. It, it just felt like he never was able to really get momentum going, even though he had a, a strong start to the year. Um, I'm just really rooting for that guy, and I think that he can carve out a huge role on this team. Yeah, and you know what I love about this list from both of us? You have multiple transfers from other schools, Mm -hmm. multiple transfers from JSU, a freshman, and a returning player from Colorado. Like a full mix of all the different ways people came to this team, Uh, and and that's what this team's going to need. Yep. You know, like obviously they're going to lean heavily on the transfers. We know that those players are going to be the number one contributors for this team this year. Uh, but they're going to need some freshmen to contribute, and mm-hmm. they're going to need some of the returning players from CU to, to to contribute as well. So there you go, a little bit of every everything, and we did not plan that. Yeah, uh, some guys that we didn't mention that I think also kind of increased their stock. Um, I mean, Charlie Offerdahl, obviously, after what he did today at practice. Trevor Woods running with the ones too at safety alongside Cameron Silman Craig. Um, these are just older gu- uh, guys who have been on the roster, but Tank was slotted in at left tackle for them. And then, of course, guys like Sato has been impressive. Yep. Uh, Shane Cokes, yep. Jordan Dominic, 
uh, Jeremiah Brown, too. I don't know if you have anyone else to throw out, but... No, but I just thought of a nickname for Jordan Dominic. Jordan Dominant. There you go. He had some Fits moments. in with Coach Prime, too. Yeah. That's great. Um, all right, guys. Get your questions in now before we get to them at the end of the show. Also, hit that thumbs up button. Only 142. Now up to 145. Let's try and get to 250. We are having a watch party at the bar today because the women are in a big game against one of the best players in the nation. Yeah, probably the best player in the nation in yep. Caitlin Clark. Uh, should be really fun. Got a watch party down here. Um, I have a feeling we're going to have a big crowd for it. Mm -hmm. And this team is, I mean, Coach Payne said it herself. Team's all heart. Like, she basically said, like, we brought people here not because they were concerned about themselves because they wanted to build something. And they just have this, like, epic camaraderie within each other they believe in each other they love each other they are all heart all effort and part of that comes on the defensive end like mm -hmm. when when you have that heart and that effort that that really shows on defense they might just have what it takes to keep caitlin clark in in check they might not only that but they have like the offensive firepower really i think to if this turns into a game of just outscoring the other team i mean uh, ladies like Frida Foreman, you got Kendall Weta, who are also shooting 37% or better from uh, behind the arc. Uh, Quay Miller really came on uh, last game against Duke Beast. when she was kind of going through a rough patch, especially in the Pac-12 tournament. I think it was the Washington State game where she, I don't even think she had a basket. Um, but her and uh, Aronette Von Ley, I mean, they can dominate inside. Yes. Do you know if Aronette Von Ley is related to Noah Von Ley? I can try and find out real quick. Um, who was a star at Indiana and then um, came and played for the Nuggets for like one season. Um, anyways. What was the name? Noah Vonley. Yep, older brother Noah. Oh. Look I had at a you, man. Awesome. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, this team, they can get it done inside. And I think that's the key for them. But you know what? what was interesting about the win over Duke is like, their first game, they were just raining threes. Mm -hmm. Duke clearly came in with the game plan of do not let them get open threes, and they pretty much got none. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if they can get back to working that perimeter game tonight. Yep. Um, even if they don't, though, they got, I mean, Jalen Sherrod, the way she's able to penetrate into the paint. And you talk about someone like Philip Lindsay who plays with passion and just hair on fire. as Jalen Sherrod to a T. She is so fun to watch. Yep. Um, she, yeah, she has Philip Lindsay qualities mm -hmm. uh when so when the nuggets did uh mr nugget um and you know the main dmvr account put out who's the mr or mrs for whatever team yeah uh jalen Sherrod was the favorite for the buffs yeah for sure for sure so the buffs tonight six point dogs now plus 205 on the money line how are we feeling Just getting a sprinkle yeah yep love that uh jalen is from birmingham alabama by the way let's go stand up Alrighty, let's get to some questions. But first, a quick word from our friends. The American Raptors at Infinity Park. We had a great uh, meet and greet with them. I can't even remember what day that was, Wednesday or Tuesday, um, here at the DMVR bar. You can watch all of the American Raptors games for free, though, at their website, AmericanRaptors.com. You, so, you can also get a free ticket to go watch in person at Infinity Park. Uh, if rugby is your thing, also check out our DMVR Rugby podcast. Our guy Colton Strickler has you covered there. He has athletes 
uh, not just rugby athletes, but athletes from all kinds of other sports on his show. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. Then shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're new customers right now. If you sign up with code DMVR, you can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. You can bet on the buffs plus 205. Would you put your uh, $5 bonus bet on the buffs money line or plus six? You get, you get, I would go on the money line. I was thinking of it, and I think if they can't contain Caitlin Clark, they're not going to stay within six. Mm-hmm. And if they can, they're going to win the game. Love that take. Uh, you can bet on the buffs over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Void in Ohio. All right. Uh, Letitia's asking, who was CU safety last year? Trevor Woods? Trevor Woods, yep. Uh, Trevor Woods is the returner, and she, above that, asked, will, will Shiloh start? I think there's going to be a I pretty mean, strong rotation there. Yes. Um, so starter is going to be kind of irrelevant, but Shiloh will play a lot. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't even, like, starter for many positions on this team I don't think means much. Um, Running back doesn't mean anything. Edge, linebacker. Yeah. Wide receiver, really. Yeah, corner, too. Yeah, yeah it's... It's a good problem to have, yep, or for not sure. even a problem. It's a good thing to say is when, like, for example, last year, there was no question who the starters were at any position. Right, right. Yeah, quite different. All right, let's get to some questions. Uh, IMCC asking, have you all heard anything about the UK running back transfer? Remember when we were walking the other day and I was like, another player from ah. the UK? Because yes. I just said it on the thing, uh-huh. I didn't. I hadn't heard anything to be on, to answer your question. Neither but have I. But I did think there was another player on the roster uh, from the UK that had joined the two that already are here. Well, they had a, a 2023 wide receiver join the roster recently too. I'm assuming he's a preferred walk-on though. Was that like Kendall Stewart? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they're still adding people all over the place. <laughs> Next question from Darren. What is the status on Jordan Tyson? Um, so I actually asked about him not too long ago. I mean, he's still coming along. Um, I mean, the injury he suffered takes some time to come back from. So chances are we're not going to see him on the field this I think it'd probably be a miracle if we saw him on the field this spring. Um, but maybe we'll see what happens in the summer, you know, July, August. Uh, it'd be a great sign to just see him on the field working out. Probably won't be cleared for full contact, but we'll find out. There you go. Next question. From Elfridi, Jake and RK, don't you agree Travis after the spring game will be responsible for getting Cormani up to speed when the coaches are not around? Are they the best cornerback duo in college football? They are absolutely capable of being that. Yep. I mean, they're, by rating, by yes. star rating, the best cornerback duo in the history of college football. Yep, yep. Uh, which is insane to just wrap your head around. Uh, but no one has ever put two guys ranked that highly on the field at the same time. So, yeah, it would be uh, it would be huge to have Travis kind of showing uh, Cormani the ropes during the summer when he gets here uh, before they can you know get to get back to official work. But yeah, I mean, that, and that's where Travis is just so unique. 
He could end up leading the Pac-12 in reception touchdowns this year. Or he might end up leading the Pac-12 in interceptions. He might end up doing both. <laughs> the comments are letting us know that UK stood for University of Kentucky. They wanted to know about smoke. Oh. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there is a new player from the UK on the team. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it was relevant what you said. Well, and that um, was just where my mind was because right. remember when we were we were walking through the locker room, and right? I saw oh, new player from the UK, not um, Sadu. Yeah, I saw another comment. I don't think Jordan Tyson is leaving, guys. He's hurt. That's why you're not seeing money posts from him right now. He's not on the field. Um, next question from Tranya. Do you guys ever go to practice? We were at practice on Wednesday and we had yep. a blast. Yep, and you were at practice today. Yes. It's just uh, it depends on when the school lets us into practice. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say the school is when Coach Prime lets us right. into practice. I mean, I saw people going in and out of the door, and I saw you know players running and whistles and horns and yep. stuff. But uh, yeah, didn't get to watch. Um, next question from Jabriel. Jake and RK is DMV or Buffs taking a break for spring break? Hell no. Nah. I'm taking a little break though. You are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll still be uh, hosting the show next week, hoping to uh, bring in some uh, some guests, some different voices, maybe some old school people that uh, those of you who have followed this show for a long time will recognize. Um, so hoping to uh, have a nice nice group of people to come talk buffs with me. We'll probably do Andre one of those days who you guys are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see what else we can get done. On that note, though, I'll be here for Monday and Tuesday next week, and we will have a guest on Tuesday. There we go. A good one, too. Let's go. Uh, that'll be a great show. Make sure you guys mark that one down. Next question. <laughs> University of Kentucky, United <laughs> Kingdom. That's funny. I mean... Only in this world where the Buffs get recruits from yes. the entire world <laughs> exactly. would that uh, mix-up happen. Yes, um next question for p is dmvr sports offices and bar in the same building yes it is so to give you an idea you well you can really see it uh in darius's video but right down there is the bar right to our right to my left um where we will be going in just minutes uh <laughs> to start the weekend right here where we're sitting is like a, a one like you would in a house you call us like the 1.5 floor right um so we're above it just a staircase up but it's not quite the second floor the second floor is our offices uh where we have i don't know what would you say Alyssa? like 20 offices uh up there and then uh we're even working on getting the third floor too mm. so then we'll have the whole building there you go soon the capitol hill state bank <laughs> 1919 with uh, the oldest elevator of all time out front not of all that time, is, but well, it is rumored to be the oldest elevator in Denver. There you go. Uh, and it is currently out of service. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt, with the question, choose one player in this roster that will be most like Lindsay. I mean, in terms of running back, I guess it's Charlie Offerdahl. In terms of like any player to just be like the heartbeat of the team. I have to pick Cam. <laughs> like that pick. That's a good one. Um, most like Lindsay, you know, the thing that he has is Colorado kid grew up loving CU. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where offered all maybe, you know, has that in him, but this, it's gotta be a guy who eventually becomes a star in my opinion. Right. Um, hmm. I'll throw up Ben Finneseth. 
Interesting. A guy from Durango, so not quite a hometown guy, but a guy from Colorado, a guy last year who the coaches raved about. He played special teams, uh, was like scout player of the year or something for them. Uh, but, you know, Darius mentioned his name in terms of guys that he likes to hang out with and stuff. And it Hell seems yeah. like he's having a like more increased role this season. Hell yeah. So I'll throw that out. Um, I mean, honestly, like Dylan Edwards or Victor Venn would be the most mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah style. Right. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. This te- Every team could use a Philip Lindsay. Yep. Most good teams have a Philip Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Super chat from Lamar. Uh, what freshman outside of Dylan looked good? Um, it's kind of tough to say because not a lot of this recruiting class are actually in Boulder yet. Staub? Staub was impressive, I think. Just, just in, for being in his yes. third spring practice as a college quarterback. To me, he looked like a normal backup quarterback. Right. Um, who else can I throw out there? We've seen Victory Johnson just a lot in like well-off videos and Reach the People videos. Um, I mean, it's... On Wednesday, we couldn't tell who was who. Like, yeah, there was so like hard. five people we could pick out. Even so in the video where uh, Coach O'Boyle is talking with them, right? Um, in his office, the one from Neely, the pregame show, uh, he says, "Right tackle, who is that, Jake?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the freshmen from the 2023 class that are on campus: Asad Wasim, Ryan Staub, Jaden Milliner Jones, who's hurt, Caleb. Uh, Caleb Mathis, so preferred walk-on, uh, Victory Johnson, and Dylan Edwards. So, yeah. Man, no. if I had to think about who which, who stood out to me the second most at Wednesday's practice in terms of freshmen, again, one one practice sample size is never right. uh, a great sample. I would say it would probably have been Caleb. Yeah. Which is The speed is awesome real with him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next question from Jay McNeil. What are you both looking forward to this football season? Everything? <laughs> Man. Uh, honestly, just like me, like this community. Uh, yeah. we're, we're just talking about it so much. I'm so excited for everyone to get to experience it, whether that is those of you who have mentioned coming out here. Like I'm thinking like maybe we have to do like these like Friday night parties here mm-hmm. for like all the people who are coming out for the game on Saturday. Yep. Um, but the, the tailgates that we're going to be putting together, that excites me. Um, and then really our game day content. Yes. That has me so fired up. Yeah. I like probably... think about that every night before I go to sleep. Other than the actual football is probably what I'd say. Just the content that we're going to be able to make during football season, post-game, um, you know, lead up to the game, being at Boulder, you know, a few hours before, just kind of doing whatever we do to gather content. Yeah. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be sick. I mean, and truly for me, I'm, I am desperately looking forward to just good vibes around Colorado football mm-hmm. during football season. Yeah. Like – I just can't even imagine what it's going to feel like walking up to even just the spring game. Mm-hmm. Just like going into Folsom where everyone is like full of hope. That hasn't happened for me for at least seven years. Yeah. Genuine excitement and not talking about the good old days and, yes. oh, if we had this player still. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, Angela's back. She asked, Jake and RK, the players need to listen to Bucky. I think Well Off will be shooting videos next week of kids working, not twerking. 
Smart players will stay and get in work. That's a great point. We are going to find out firsthand who is actually working and not twerking. <sighs> it's maybe never been more literal than spring break. Yeah, for <laughs> real. <laughs> oh, man. I, I hope those... I hope, like... I think I said this on the uh, on the interview with Adam, or on the show we did with Adam. I get, like, anxiety of them screwing up. Because mm. I know they're just kids. I know. Uh, and, like, they're still learning what to do and not to do. I just want to tell them, like, here's what you shouldn't do. Here's what you should <laughs> do. Like, I can see it so clearly from where I'm sitting. Um, like, that's this is what Coach Prime was trying, like, was saying there, you know, like, I hope you understand that because then you just see these guys jog off the field and I'm like, oh yep. no, why are you doing this to yourself? Um, so there it is. A f- successful week of shows, I'd say. Successful week of content, I'd say. Yep. Another week. We had uh, a good guest this week. Mm-hmm. We already know we're locked in for a guest next week. Yep. Um, I'll, like I said, I'll be bringing on a few other different, different voices next week. And uh, we're, we're about to go enjoy some uh, CU women's basketball with a bunch of Buffs fans. Yep, support the women's team tonight, 5.30, I believe ESPN. Do you know the channel? Yeah, it's on ESPN. ESPN, so there you go um, as they take on Iowa. Come down to the bar if you're nearby also. And mark your calendars for Tuesday. We will have a guest. Good week. See you guys next week. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.